When Captain America throws his mighty shield, we podcast. Hello, everybody. Hi. Uh, welcome to Cape Crisis. Boy. The uh, podcast about comic books that's good to listen to. But we talk about graphic novels and sequential art, all that stuff. I love the term sequential art, by the way. That was made up by... I'm not sure if I heard it before you. Scott McCloud. Mm-hmm. In his book, his book. Uh, well, he's done a series, but the best one was the first one, Understanding Comics. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it really talks about the like language of comics that, like, if you read enough comic books, you understand that language, but it didn't didn't get put into words. Were you looking at um, this week? Uh, who was it? Brian O'Malley's tweets last couple of days. Oh no! It just been some, some of them. Scott Pilgrim eats the world. What? <laughs> I just saw him tweet. Scott Pilgrim eats the he, world. He was just throwing out like comic aphorisms, like comics or go home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was wonderful. But we should introduce ourselves. Sure. I'm the host, Henry Gilbert. H e n e r e y g on Twitter. Still funny. And I'm uh, here with a regular ge- regular guest, regular host, co-host. Oh, me, Chris Antista. Is that too loud? Let me adjust my microphone, people. I'm sorry. Uh, can you hear me now? What if I go all the way? No, nothing? Hello? Hello? Ah. Hi. And, and our very own wild child, <gasps> Tyler Wild. That's me. Celebrating a birthday this week. Tyler Wild. Did happy happy birthday Thank you. I'm 27. What comic book characters are also 27? They Pop norm- quiz. They normally don't give characters an age because then that then they'll age next year. What anniversaries? True. But I know you're not you're not Brett Elston. You're not going to have some, all those dates on top. Here's of some fun. Oh wait, what year were you? What, what's sorry, 85. 85. 85. Uh, Secret Wars and Crisis on Infinite Earth started wow. that year. Actually, that? 85 is known as. Or is it 86? No, it's 86. Yeah, I think, yes. 86 is the year that Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen came out. Mm-hmm. So it's known uh-huh. as the best year. And Mouse all started that year. And it's known as the best year in comics ever. But to some. It's like how they say in, in video games, like 1997 was the best year ever in video games. Because it had StarCraft, Half-Life, Ocarina, and Metal Gear Solid. Oh, or uh, 1982 for uh, kick-ass memorable genre films. Uh, Blade Runner, Poltergeist, uh, ET. Nah. Um, what? Yeah, no, I ET? should know. No, I should know more because that's my birth year. Oh, no, yeah, eighty two is supposed to be like this crazy Wrath of Khan. Um, oh yeah, Wrath of like Khan. tons of crazy stuff. So I'm very jealous of your birth year, Chris. Why? Has, uh, your birth year has Empire Strikes Back. That's quite a that's yeah. quite a big one. It, you know, it, it hasn't done a lot for me, and <laughs> I, I, I always like seeing it written. Not out. the best portfolio. I've written and seen it. Nineteen eighty, like I was zero. Like yeah. I, I could, I wouldn't have understood the film if I saw it. I, when, my, when I first saw Star Wars was Return of the Jedi on television with commercials. And I remember, be I was like at a, my a friend's house and. Like the Rancor fight came on TV, and I was just enraptured. I, that's that is weird. And every time I feel super old, I guess this is some solace. Is that we all have a history of Star Wars, but we mm-hmm. like I think I might have seen Jedi in theaters. Maybe, maybe I know for a fact I thought Star Wars was the last Starfighter, which I did see in theaters <laughs> at, at, when I was two. I thought that was the original Star Wars for years. Yeah, it takes place in the present, right? What? <laughs> well, I know our old friend uh, who works at Activision now, Dan Amrick, like, he would talk about how he 
he would use it as a point to say he was old. He would say, I watched Star Wars in the theater mm, like the first true. time. It's weird that we were all probably exposed to Star Wars on cable or VHS. Mm-hmm. ABC. 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 Or actually taped off of ABC. Taped off of ABC? Fast forward through those commercials. I was at a, yeah, I was actually at a friend's house in Arkansas watching that and then out the window I was watching his, fa- his dad dress a deer that they had caught. <laughs> and by dress I mean cut its skin off and uh, pull no. out the intestines. I and... thought he put a cute outfit on it and a <laughs> scarf with a funny hat. When's, what's your earliest Star Wars memory, Tyler? Just so no. we can get everybody. Gosh, I don't know. Watched him on VHS. And but um, when, how, you know when, how? I don't remember. I didn't care for them. You know, yeah, so, no. I mean, everybody thinks of the first generation, and when we do, they think of themselves mm-hmm. as the first generation. Man, when did you first? Ex- I, I did have a conversation the other day. What VHS was your first Star Wars collection? Well, I had, uh, you know. Of course, it started out with the CBS Fox ones, but then you know, then the better trilogy came along with the half faces and black boxes, yeah. and uh, that was really my Star Wars set. Like, fucking idiots talking about home video releases <laughs> as if they're like individually pressed LPs by the Beatles. Mine was the black box half faces. Was the first collection I owned. I owned Star Wars by itself on VHS. Mm-hmm. The run before I'd that. I'd never owned the trilogy before that. Maybe I did. And then I bought this. And then I bought special edition in the silver boxes because oh, it was widescreen, guys. I like it. I and like it very much. And okay. then I thought I could sit out buying them on DVD, but I didn't. I bought the original trilogy bought on DVD them every time. But I now I stayed strong, and I've yet to buy it on Blu-ray, and I don't think I ever will. I needed it, uh, and I think I wrote it off of my you taxes used it on the show. I it used it for an episode of Laser Time, the first and episode. If you get a chance before it's deleted from the PlayStation Network, that episode of Korra with the uh, TIE fighter taking the host away, I wrote that. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I haven't even seen it yet. It's been out for months. Well, guys, uh, why oh. don't we dive into the comic book comic news? Books. All right. Uh, oh, I did want to say I looked up famous birthdays for April 24th, and the only thing I can find is Kelly Clarkson, Tyler. Kelly Clarkson. Oh, thank you. Uh, did you guys watch the anniversary, the 25th anniversary Fox special? I meant to. I really did. I only caught the last 40 minutes, which was uh, American Idol, mm-hmm. and then they got full, um, Fez, Ashton Kutcher, mm-hmm. Mila Kunis, and uh, Kuka, the, the redhead from the show, Kutan. Uh, Donna. Donna. They got mm-hmm. the them four to talk about. Um, that seventy show, and then they ended it. They close it with In Living Color. Yeah, right? awesome because they're bringing it back. It was so funny to see Homie the Clown. I forgot about that. He and, does not mess around or play then, that or fi- and Firemaster Bill. Fire, Fire Marshall. 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 <laughs> he's, Firemaster. He's a Fire Master. Fire this isn't Dragon Quest. And then meanwhile, like the like they they when they started, they were like these couldn't. Some of these could not air now, and one of them was yeah. the. The the uh, the gay film reviewers. Oh yeah, men they, on film. Yeah, men on film could not be on TV. I, now. We played that on some podcast. There's the a reoccurring sketch in Living Color was Handyman, the retarded superhero. Oh, that's right. And all all it was is Damon Wayans doing a very crude uh, schoolyard yeah. impersonation of the mentally challenged person. And ah, Tiny Avenger is sidekick midget. It was, it's all it happened, was, man. It wasn't, I'm not making this up. They showed another clip of like, uh, it was the Homie the Clown sketch where he's working at a carnival. Mm-hmm. So he's surrounded by crackers at this carnival. <laughs> and then the clip they show is Jim Carrey as a cowboy type. 
And he with always his, had to play the racist in yeah, the white guy. With, uh, with an ugly lady mm-hmm. with him, or a man is a lady. And you could tell, like, Jim Carrey was just given this character of, like, you're a southerner or whatever. It was like, okay, fine. I'll be. And he, like, he has the weirdest, like, it, craziest posture of, like, John Wayne to yeah. the extreme. And he's like, I, like he, it was he was like doing a fuck you with the, the extremeness of his, mm-hmm. of his acting, and then the joke was he said, "Hey, how big you think my wife is?" And then and homie says, "I would guess she is one fat bitch." Get out of here! <laughs> I like it. I like, and to tie it back to comics. Yes, I do wonder. Um, I. Like recently, you can find these on Laser Time. Links to them uh, uh, in honor of a certain movie coming out. Uh, Marvel has compiled its animated releases onto a single Blu-ray for like fifteen bucks. So you can get like Planet Hulk and two other movies for fifteen bucks on Blu-ray. That's really not a bad price. What a great deal! What a great deal for some of the worst <laughs> animation. Yeah, except for Planet Hulk and, and no, they're, they're all bad. They're, they're all bad, but it's it just surprises me because n- almost none of the DC ones are bad. If anything, they're, sometimes they're a little dense and serious, but other times they're gritty and surprising and somewhat shocking. And uh, I wondered if would Fox celebrate Batman the Animated Series? Because they did kick it off. And I do find Batman the Animated Series synonymous with Fox because I didn't have WB when it moved over. Mm, or yeah, is it, or was it a, no it was, it was w. the only shows they owned it was the WWWB another bad show that no one will see alright news give it to me speaking of Marvel Comics things built around the Avengers so you guys might not know this but you know the one character who's appeared in every Marvel well Every um, Bill Paxton. No, oh. the one character to appear in every uh, Avengers film since Iron Man One, Agent Coulson. Yes, of, of Shield. Uh, he he directed Choke. Move Choke. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so he He's great. he was created for the films, though. Believe it or not, he is making his first ever comic book appearance very soon. Oh, awesome! In fact, well, actually, it came out this Wednesday. It was in the. Sixth issue of Battle Scars, a Marvel Comics miniseries that focuses on S.H.I.E.L.D. But uh, anyway, I'm just glad to see Coulson finally get his due. Like, he's an interesting, he's a fun guy who, uh, I like that he gets to be the regular guy who just like, looks at stuff and goes like, God damn it, these crazy people. But also, when you compare it to the Superman tetralogy Uh and Supergirl, he is in the Jimmy Olsen role of the person to most consistently play a character. That's true. You know, you know that the weird trivia I, I read is that um, Hugh Jackman currently has the record of playing a superhero the most times. Only tied in, spoiler, well, yeah. X-Men First Class, where, where he says fuck. Four seconds. He says, says fuck. fuck off. I, it's so great. It's like the greatest cameo ever. It fuck was off. so good. With yes. a, I think I bitched about this on another podcast. The song they use during that montage sequence sounds like uh, sounds like the Dolby settings menu on my Ocean's Eleven DVD. <laughs> it's like the worst song choice I've ever fucking heard. No, that well, it was supposed to be at the time. And one of my favorite uh, Coulson lines mm-hmm. that I remember was in uh, it was an Iron Man or no it was. It was in Thor when uh, the destroyer is walking towards them. They're like, what is that thing? That's probably one of Stark's machines. God damn it! Like, <laughs> he just he hates 
He also, like, Stark was holding up, like, a prototype Captain America shield in Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. And then Coulson was like, do you know what that is? Like, he's like, oh, yeah, this will prop up this table. Cool, thanks. You meanie. I'm, I'm currently going through a bunch of Marvel games um, to ca- capture things for stuff I don't know if you'll ever see. Uh, but right. um, Captain America's shield is like the easiest throwaway reference mm-hmm. in all of those games. My favorite being in the Incredible Hulk and the Pantheon Saga. Yep. Uh, based on a comic story. It ha- with Smart Hulk. Horrible, horrible, destructive environments, which if you just start punching a wall, like... Like giant squares of that wall will come out. But it, <laughs> it, it even happens when you start punching Captain America's shield. It never takes damage, but throws out like <laughs> multiplies. It's it, it's the stupidest thing. Uh, Maybe I'll put. I want to post some of that shit on you. That Fantastic Four uh, intro sequence for the PS One Fantastic Four, dude. It's it's stellar badness. <laughs> it's really good. Okay, so here's other good news, guys. One of my favorites uh, of the '90s, the series was Hitman. But it's also basic. It, it was written by uh, by Garth Ennis, who also did Preacher. That's his most famous series. But if you ask me, Hitman is the better one. And for the longest time, DC Comics had like refused to republish it because I think I think it was because they didn't like that it made fun of superheroes. Like in really? in the book, so Hitman was made as a parody of superhero comics. Mm-hmm. Like basically, he was a guy that got tele- telepathy and uh, and. Uh, x-ray vision and he decided oh this will make me better at my current job killing people for money (laughs) and and then like when he met batman like he batman was intimidating him and punches him in the stomach after he had a bunch of indian food and then and then (laughs) hitman just vomits on his boots and beautiful and then like it came to the point where in a really late issue of the series, when he was mm-hmm. getting really silly, mm-hmm. he implied that Kyle Rayner Green Lantern, the Green Lantern knows Kyle Rayner, was date-raped. What? Like, there's a oh. character in his... Uh, so, speaking of, like, retarded superheroes, mm-hmm. one of his... A hitman had a team of, like, crazy people who thought they were superheroes when they were really just insane... And one of them was named Senor Bueno, who his Mr. Good. His joke was that he would he would just say Mr. he was he would be very creepy, and he would say Bueno, and then they would show him like standing behind the time he used his power was mm-hmm. he was standing behind some goon, and like the goon and the goon turns around like looks back and just he's behind him and he says Bueno, <laughs> and then they somehow. Like when they cut back to it, like Bueno is pulling up his pants and mm-hmm. the guy is unconscious, and like you raped this guy. And so, what if they just switch pants? Did you check the last panel? <laughs> well, that's that was Ennis's excuse, but so because <laughs> that that would have made been, more sense, right? So then, so then, like they imply the joke in uh, this crossover mm-hmm. was uh, Green Lantern says, "Oh, I don't want to go to this part of town. I went there one time, and I think somebody put something in my drink. I don't remember the rest of the night except." Just the words bueno, bueno, over and over. Wow. Like, yeah. I was surprised he could that even get away reference. with it. Yes. What is a rather deep reference? It was, well, that was one that was really written for the fans. That one. Uh, all right. Like did, you ha- did you hear any, like, I was reading something about the Lobo movie, which I just assumed oh, right. would yeah. never, ever happen. I still don't think it will. 
Uh, man, who, but the director attached to it is the director of um, Cats and Dogs 2, The Adventures of Kitty Galore. <laughs> Uh, How did that get made either? Also, like, it is a PG-13 movie, um, totally neutered, and like the people have read the script, and it's abs- it's an abomination. I can't hate saying that, because that's you know, abomination as a person on this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, uh, yeah. Ooh. In other news, too, speaking of uh, DC movie things... Mm. That uh, the big crossover Flashpoint that restarted the DC universe, uh-huh. it's now going to be a DC or a directed DVD animated movie. Really? It, but it got revealed in a very interesting way that Kevin Conroy was just being interviewed. <gasps> He's back, and he just said, Aww. "Like, yeah, last week I just recorded my stuff for the Flashpoint DVD." Like, but <laughs> I actually love like where we all are journalologists in the games industry, mm-hmm. and we're given strict. Things to not reveal, and then almost always we have it's to a write a news actor. story on a voice actor mm-hmm. who's revealed everything to the entire world, or just because they updated their IMDb page. Yep. Like that's yep. all that happened. Or LinkedIn. Yep. Like I'm Chinese survivor in Resident Evil Six. <laughs> oh, oh, that hasn't come out yet. Well, that's not <laughs> my job to know that. Back when, like, back when, like, uh, they hadn't announced the Ghostbusters game, mm-hmm. and just Dan Aykroyd would go on. Oh yeah, we're just yeah, we're doing lines. I wrote it already. What? What? Yeah. Are you confirming this? Yeah, does it not exist? <laughs> and then yeah, it, an official you, denial that it exists, and we have to write about. We get two stories at that point because yeah. we get to write about Dan Aykroyd on uh, the Morning Zoo and the <laughs> yeah. denial. But when you're a star, like when you're Dan Aykroyd, like they could just they can grumble at you, but he's he's Dan Aykroyd. But he we, doesn't need to do as anything. writers. If like we leak the secret like that, we oh, yes. never work again. Oh yeah. Well, I but guess we don't matter same that with much. Ke- no Kevin Conroy is indispensable. Like, they, oh, dude, Oof. he. I don't want to hear anyone else doing Batman's voice. He's like, not Batman. It's just wrong. It just. And I've heard good Batman, but when they're not Kevin Conroy, Michael it's just Keaton. not the same. <laughs> Michael Keaton, right? The the Batman in um, the direct video Red Hood movie wasn't bad. not bad. Was it that, wasn't bad. Was that um what's his name from? Uh, Wow, John in Cincinnati? That's a bad way to put it. Uh, Al Bundy? No. Uh, uh, Mitch, oh, Mitch, I, Mitch Yost. Uh, yeah, I'm, a show that was canceled I, I after 10 episodes. I think I'm, I know what you mean. It did kind of sound like uh, it. The, um, the original captain in the new Star Trek movie who talks to Chris oh, Pine about yeah, his yeah, 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 I think yeah. it's that guy. Blue I think something. it is too. I, what I do know is I was totally taking down the movie by Joker of me, voiced by Don John, John DiMaggio. DiMaggio. Of Gears of War fame. Can you believe that, Tyler? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> All right, other news as well. Uh, this one makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane's Flintstones <laughs> do-over on life support. Is it? This is barely about uh, comic books, I'll admit. But I I have hated, hated, hated... I've, I, if, in case you guys don't know, I'm not a fan of uh, most of Seth MacFarlane's work. I especially am annoyed by how popular Family Guy is. It, That's it, what you're annoyed at. Yeah. Law, I don't want to go into this too much, but yes. I, would I appreciate... I would, never say, I would never say Family Guy is the worst show on TV or even the 50th worst show on TV. Mm-hmm. But I would say that it aims low and, gets, and succeeds lazily. That's what annoys me most about that show. I don't think it's, I don't think it's lazily. And I think it's... it's they coast. It's funny in a way that's like that feels off the cuff, and it isn't, even mm-hmm. though it isn't. And they're and and 
I don't know. I know you don't like, especially mm-hmm. like Family Guy. I'm not a huge fan of the other shows, but like it's how it's found its stride, and it's like the perfect cartoon. In when I think of old Warner Brothers Looney Tunes shorts, where it really is just gag after gag after gag, and at mm-hmm. the end, at the end of that gag, the guy who was shot in the face is totally fine because here's, here's, we got to make more gags. Here's here's how it. Some TV is just meant to be sort of passively enjoyed. Family Guy is that, but yes. it's smarter than The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it's all right. clever. Can... It's cleverer than most other TV that's meant to be passively enjoyed, but it still falls into the category, mm-hmm. you know, below shows I really, really, you know, hold up there and oh, say sure. Community is a great show. I wouldn't hold Family Guy up there too, but mm-hmm. I'll say. And then I'll watch three episodes of Family Guy in a row after watching something I thought about because I can just zone out and be like, look at that gag. I do wonder if there are Family Guy nerds because, like, if you were to tell me, dude, did you see that Family Guy episode? Which one? The one with the Kool-Aid Man reference. Like, (laughs) I'll never be able to find that. I I, I could have all the DVDs. For me, it's just a better Robot Chicken because I don't like Robot Chicken. I think Robot Chicken is a little lazy because they don't bother with the transitions. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that, too. Mm -hmm. I don't watch as much. So they are doing a DC special that was co-written by Jeff Johns, who's like one of the head writers. Yeah, he's not... He's not known for his humor. But, uh, okay, so here's the detail. So Seth MacFarlane, the mm-hmm. highest paid man in television, just That's about. happening? Yeah. So he presented the first script for mm-hmm. the show to Fox, Uh-oh. to the president of Fox. Uh-oh. And he said that he liked it, but he didn't love it. And so, Hollywood executives. Given the limited number of holes in the network, uh, the network has to fill, mm-hmm. and. Uh, in the high-profile nature of the property, Riley, the president, needed to love the project to give it a green light. That's according to the Hollywood Reporter. And so, Bobby, since you he, remember the time I met Mister T? <laughs> uh, I, I would like to see what kind of like great rock puns Seth MacFarlane <laughs> could make up. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but so, yeah, the um, so apparently the. The co-writer Barack of the... Barack Obama? Oh, boy. <laughs> that really would happen. Um, so, but also, the like, several of the staff have been let go. Oh. And that the co-writer of the script, which usually makes them the co-executive producer of the show... Has been killed. <laughs> he got paid out of his contract and no longer works on it anymore. So that sounds right. It writes itself. Uh, the, Look uh, at this rock. Legally, it's Dwayne Johnson. The, the dinosaurs are oh, Jesus Christ. The dinosaurs are slaves. Yes, uh, and, it's all error. And everything has to have granite quartz quarry. Um, mm-hmm. What else can we think of? Slate. Um, yeah. I, I'm out of rocks. That's very strange. I, well, I the, in I the Flintstones a, movie, there was Sharon Stone. Oh, lol. Very lol. That was Halle Berry's character. Very little. I can't remember anything about that. Like, I, w- I went, took my first trip out of the country um, when I was 14 uh, in 1994, and that movie had come out. Um, it was everywhere. And I was in Quebec, and I was so excited to have, um, I don't know, I guess maybe I was a little excited for the Flintstones movie, because I was a big animation nerd, still am. Um I saved the boxes. I saved my box of fries and um, wow, and my drink cup, and I still have it. Le le pierre fous or some <laughs> some such uh, Frenchy word. Le pierre fous. Pierre fous. No. Yeah. Huh? Oui. Huh? Uh, the only French word I know is huh. Sacre bleu, me. 
Uh, it uh, should we, be a better catchphrase. Maybe I'm going to give it to somebody else out there. No. Take it. Uh, well, that's about it for news this week, guys. Uh, I want to talk about more news. Well, oh, did you hear that um, Tom Hardy's voice is kind of fixed? Oh, I had heard Rises? that too. Yeah, I did read about that, that, mm-hmm. they, uh, that they showed some new footage of it at some big film event. And, uh, and in it, they said that his voice was crystal clear. Like, you could tell what he was saying. It wasn't all mumbly or... I didn't... I, so I didn't now my IMAX footage, did you? Yeah, well, as listeners of future episodes of Laser Time will know, oh. I did, yeah. I did, now Me this too. dates my reference to his hard-to-understand voice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was... Um, saw yeah, it I saw... Time. Yeah. I saw it, and it, it sound, he sounded like, it is dangerous for you. If you take off this mask, it's dangerous for you. Like, remember that? Yeah. It, it sounds like he's it's talking into a jockstrap. Yes, because well, uh, he is. Well, I mean, we, as we discussed, um, as we, as <laughs> we'll we discuss. will discuss, um, Man, ruining mystique. Uh, <laughs> you know, the scene shown uh, in the IMAX mm-hmm. was an action scene in which they're in the air and airplanes being hijacked and ripped. A door apart. has been opened on an airplane. Yeah, so you, you can't, can't, you shouldn't be able to understand him well, but. Mm-hmm. And a gun is being shot at the same yeah. time. Yes. But uh, and, uh, how many times have you watched a trailer, Hank? Oh, probably like seven times, I'd say. What, is, what's, what does Tom Hardy say in the trailer? When Gotham is in ruins, you have my permission to die. Yeah, my permission to die. My permission to die. Okay, you remember it then. Uh, it, was, it, is, it is hard to hear. Is, um, I just, I know Christopher Nolan <laughs> probably did that intentionally. I know, but I hope I hope this new crystal clear one is like just super <laughs> awkwardly. Oh, I just what's his, what's this line in the trailer? I give you permission to die. I give you permission to die. I give I you just, permission to die. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. I, it does, I hope it's very clearly VO. <laughs> I'm sorry, Henry. I have to bring this up because uh, I don't have another podcast to speak on this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you hear about the Hobbit ten minute preview? Speaking of too what? clear, what? Yeah, uh, ten uh, minutes. Ten minutes of Peter Jackson's. Watch ten minutes. <laughs> I I do. Well, what ten minutes is fine. No, it's just it's just it's enough. You it's, read the book. It's not going to. It's just anything. enough. It's like the first thirty seconds of a YouTube video. It's meaningless. <laughs> it's meaningless. Uh, uh, well, kind of. Uh, but they screened it to critics, and it was uh, shot in, uh, I believe, copyright trademark three hundred percent D three. Oh, the, what, the 4K Sony thing? It, well, more importantly, in all seriousness, it was shot at 48 frames a second. Double, really? Yeah, oh. Double what normal film is, is projected at. Yeah. Um, well, in the game film. world, we're used to 60 frames per second being like the well, good speed. Yeah, if you, if you remember playing Call of Duty 3 in the World of Difference Call of Duty 4 made, it's because they doubled the frame rate. And like that's part of what makes it look next gen and smooth, and mm-hmm. uh, apparently movie. it's it's what makes films look like PAL versions, of, PAL episodes of Doctor Who. Oh. So the, all of the reviews coming oh. out of there are negative. So like, uh, oh. um, my buddy, because yeah, the twenty four frames a second has a look to it. That yeah, we're that's used just what to your seeing. eyes are used to. That's really? what they're used when it comes. It looks like film when you see TV and it's at thirty. It's like, well, that's TV thirty frames mm-hmm. a second, like. I was talking to my, yeah, my oh, buddy. 29.9. He, was, he was even on an old episode of our old podcast, uh, uh, Spicules. He works in a TV store, and like TVs are out of like buzzwords to compete over. You're either LED, LCD. Like, but how many inches is it? 
Okay. How many hertz? Because the hertz is the refresh rate. Yep. And uh, he's like, that's all bullshit. <laughs> There's no, like, after a certain number, it doesn't mean anything. And all those TVs default to deactivating the resolution because it looks awkward to people. And so if you go into Best Buy and you watch one of those displays and like, why, why does this look like a British episode of something? <laughs> it's because it's refreshing the frame rate faster than you're used to. And it looks jarring. You'll go, you go in there and you just see like Pirates of the Caribbean playing. Yeah. And like it looks too weird. It doesn't look better. And so apparently that's what The Hobbit will absolutely look like. And um, the ten It's minutes, already been shot that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it could be shot the... I, like that, as much as it pains me to... But I understand like Tom Hardy's voice being changed. It pains me to like, well, Peter Jackson tried something. Maybe we should... Uh, yeah. Hang out and... I wonder if they'll project it at 24 frames a second. I, that would be so... That would be so weird because you... It, 48's weird. There'd double, be like... Double the frame rate of film. This just seems weird to do. Because with nerds, you could probably charge extra for the lo-fi one. Yeah. No, no. Give me the 25. I want that classic theater experience. Yeah. I mean, uh, but 48 is totally normal. 60 is about where the human eye stops differentiating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 60 is about the best you need to get. Yeah. Better than you need to get. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking... Oh, that trailer thing does remind me that the hmm. Batman... There's a new Dark Knight trailer going to be shown <gasps> with Avengers. Isn't that week. weird? How do they how do they get together and do that? Well, they they know it's the right move. And there's, no, and there's no big Warner Brothers release that month anyway. So okay. yeah. I mean, they, why argue about it? It'll draw people to Avengers. Oh, no, I know. And, but usually they attach... The, the studio will attach it to an incredibly shitty movie that you don't want to see. Not yeah. their direct competition but that I already like, want to see. But, you know, it's like everyone who wants to see, yeah, I don't know, like even people who don't know they want to see The Dark Knight. Uh, well, and maybe, or, sorry, maybe, they're, maybe they're threatened that Avengers will w- could win the summer and be bigger. That's a good like, point, too. So, like, yeah, you're going to watch this movie, you're going to like it, but guess what? Dark Knight, right? We're gonna hype you bigger than Dark ever. Night, right? So that trailer is gonna be super hypey. It'll look mm-hmm. nothing like the other trailers we've seen. I bet. I stand corrected. You, both of you, have my permission to die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the whole audience has my, my permission best. to die, and you have oh. our permission to wait for the next segment. Whoa! As we take a little break, and we'll see you on the other side with your answers to last week's questions. Hey everybody, this is Henry again. I want to thank you for listening to Cape Crisis here on Laser Time. Uh, just, you know, it's the usual thing here. If uh, you're on the site, lasertimepodcast.com, on the right hand, uh, sorry, the left hand side, you're going to see a little donate button. Maybe if you have a little money, you can help us out, keep the show going, keep it free. Also, uh, on the post for this story, or for this episode, and on the left side, the right side, you're going to see links to a bunch of Amazon uh, purchases. Just buy stuff there. doesn't cost you anything extra, and it throws a little bit our way. Also, uh, if you're listening to this uh, on the podcast page, you can also download it on iTunes and Zoom. Yeah, so you can subscribe there. And if you are subscribing, maybe give us a five-star review and give it write us a nice review. Like That can do a world of, a world of good on either Zoom or iTunes. 
And uh, also on the on lasertimepodcast.com, you'll see the post for this week's episode. There'll be links to multiple uh, to places to buy these. Uh, many of the things we talked about on this week's episode off Amazon. And again, that really helps us out. So now it's time for Hank's Corner of uh, Comic Book Suggestions. And this week's I'm going to suggest how to understand Israel in 60 days or less. Uh, this is a little different than I normally do. This is not a superhero book. This is a very uh, autobiographical book by Sarah Glidden that was published by Vertigo. It was about her, uh, she's an American Jew, uh, a young uh, Jewish lady who goes to Israel on a, uh, on a birthright trip and tours it and is uh, trying to reconcile her feelings for Israel uh, for, as a liberal person, but also as a Jew going to Israel and being hit with sometimes with propaganda, sometimes with facts she didn't know, and trying to understand the country from a whole other way. And it's it really just shows you like an, another view on this very complicated issue, and it doesn't doesn't really hold back on on showing all these different sides. I really enjoy it. Uh, so, and it's I got it off the Kindle store on Amazon, but it's also it uh, you know in hardback as well. Definitely worth reading. How to understand Israel in sixty days or less. You'll find it on the Cape Crisis page for episode ten on LaserTimePodcast.com. All right, back to the show. Everybody, welcome back. Uh, I'm feeling the, I'm feeling like uh, the dean of community right now. We were now. just talking about that. Uh, expl- that explains so that funny. initial word. Yeah. <gasps> That's my hey, Look at all the money I'm holding. Uh, uh, Henry's <laughs> dean sighted. I also like there was one where they called him gay and somebody was making, in one of the first seasons, like, someone was making, was just that. somebody was making fun of him and saying, like, oh, you fruity. He's like, That's not, that's not even half the story. <laughs> like first off, that's not even half the story. Second, though, he really only seems to be in love with men. It really he doesn't well, seem to Jeff care for in particular. Jeff in particular, but uh, all uh, right, a cape crisis. You in know, in one books. episode of Community, mm-hmm. the dean and Jeff sang "Kiss by uh, Rose" that was from a beautiful episode. One of my favorite Batman Forever series. From. I just love that song. Uh, but not from to be confused. Steel. Did I bring that up on the last podcast? I love. The title. See, the last podcast no. I used a clip uh, in when editing it from Snoop Dogg and the Lady Rage oh. from the album uh, entitled "Songs Inspired by the Movie Batman and Robin," <laughs> not the soundtrack. <laughs> right. Songs inspired by, and I just want to give Snoop Dogg and Lady Rage all the credit in the world for figuring out how to rhyme "riddler" with "nigga." Jesus. Like it was. I mean, yeah, I, they were clearly a lot of work. They were clearly inspired by, yeah. You know, 
Yeah, that, Batman and that's Robin. just what happens when a film soundtrack does so well that they want to make a second one. That, like Juno did that too. Mm-hmm. There was songs inspired by Juno that also they had like the did. three songs. The I actually songs had that written down for fucking uh, Laser Time idea, but it's too terrible. Songs uh, inspired. No, no, sequel soundtracks yeah. to oh, movies sh- that don't have sequels. Hackers, <laughs> Train Spotting. The idea that anyone would be inspired. Like inspired <laughs> by a moderately good in, like independent film is just so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, of course they were paid to be inspired. The songs but... inspired by the paycheck signed by Batman and Robin. Yes. Well, they saw the money that Kimia Dawson made, and they're like, "We got to get in on this." I want to make a comedy sketch of like Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I just saw that movie, dude. I'm so inspired. I yeah, the only people who would call. Song. Juno inspiring are 14 and they said it on Facebook uh, in their favorite swear to blog my, uh, my awful double ex right. girlfriend who just wouldn't stop learning to play that ending song on the guitar mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> uh, I liked that song four years before it was in the Burn. movie oh. oh hipster Henry let's hear it alright guys the moldy peaches they were good no. alright so uh, last week on the show, we had a little question in episode nine. What's your dream comic movie? Like, if mm-hmm. you could make up one and have it come to life, what would it be? We, uh, Tyler, you were on that one, so I'm not going to ask was. you what your answer would be, because you mm-hmm. already gave it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's start off with our first responder to it, Lucky Seven. Uh, he said, definitely a Deadpool movie by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. But I guess we are getting a Deadpool movie, so I'll nope, say you're not. Yeah. Wait, maybe you are. Maybe I'd say if, if, if they're uncreative enough before the Green Lantern premiered, and Ryan yeah. Reynolds seemed very committed to that mm-hmm. being a franchise, which I don't think is going to happen. Well, when you make it to a three hundred dollar, a three hundred million dollar movie. That makes two hundred million dollars. You don't get to make or one hundred fifty million. Yeah, but you should use that's the stupid box office gross they use as like a, a dick waving flag. Yes, this is how much money we made. Yeah, and you kicked seventy percent of it to the theaters, and you're going to make a hundred mm. times that on cable syndication and DVD. So nobody really knows yeah. what a movie makes. But it just wasn't big enough. As far as I understand it, they don't kick much of anything to the theaters. They theaters. do. The theater, like the box office gross you see reported, half of that goes to the theater. No. That's why yes. film companies, no, yes. the, the film companies absolutely get way less the first few weeks. But if it, if a film like Titan- Titanic, Titanic stays popular that long, I actually admi- they get more. Guess later. who I'm going to say I admire? George Lucas. George Lucas made a uh, a book about popular movies uh, like in the last five years and so instead of like well you can adjust for inflation all that horse shit so we just studied how many tickets were sold because that's how you gauge <laughs> yeah. how popular a movie is how many tickets were sold and, and before and especially before home video and TV you'll get a very accurate depiction on how many people saw this movie even mm-hmm. those bombs that got a re-release yeah and uh, eventually found success wait I wanted to say I wanted to say um you said the first comment. The first comment was uh, atom- Atomic. Oh, I'm sorry. Automatom. And, uh, and he said, I'd love to see a movie or miniseries based around shoe. Fuck yes. I feel like it will it, be. It one. is happening yeah. at Showtime, if I'm not mistaken. It after is this, currently in development. After the success of Walking Dead, that's what Image, like... I figured that ne- it would be the next in line of Image Comics. Though. I am recommending Chew. Maybe we'll find it at the bottom of the page. I love that series very much. 
All right, uh, Nathan Explosion, a regular commenter on these things. Mm -hmm. No joke, I always wanted to see a Wolverine movie starring the late, great Macho Man Randy Savage. Put him in some yellow and blue spandex and give him some claws and tell me he wouldn't fit the character better than Hugh Jackman. (laughs) Also, is it too much to ask for a decent Punisher movie? I haven't watched... I haven't watched War Journal, but you've told me it's pretty great. Put down the weapons. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, I do like this one, too. Yakoi says, I would like 100 Bullets to be released as a gritty noir TV series. That would work really well, I think. As another HBO or Showtime one. Atomic or Ann? No, it looks like Ann Ann answered in here. uh, When does the CG movie of The Goon come out? Which... I could have sworn I saw a trailer for that two years ago. Yeah, with but the nothing you, happened. The voice of Mr. Crab as Goon and Paul Giamatti's a sidekick, and it looked looked it, good. It looked good. It looked like a hard sell. Yeah. Oh, boom! It's not and look at that. Anne even got the link in there for the Showtime developing <laughs> uh, shoe. She's she's good. Oh, Angela, I miss you. Where are you? <laughs> Only she was on every episode. Oh boy. What? Uh, all right, here's another one. <gasps> Um, this is from Super Giraffe. I'd love to see a Transmetropolitan series on HBO. Patrick Stewart is a fan of the series, and I'd like to see him play the, a complete bastard like Spider Jerusalem. He's a little old for Spider Jerusalem now, I have to say, which is too bad. Well, the but, great thing uh, about having alopecia is you're sort of timeless. <laughs> no, you can... You look at his... His jowls aren't timeless. That's for sure. I don't know. I don't know. I see him and stuff. And, and I was watching Next Gen. How long ago were we going through Next Gen, Tyler? Like a year ago? Yeah. We watched like two seasons in a, a week. Year. and Which... I'm like, oh, fuck. That's like 48 hours. But... Uh, <laughs> and I haven't yeah. gone back to... Brett was giving me shit about that. Wait. Uh, Perpetual uh, Christopher, which is a great name. Uh, this is a 10-episode miniseries on Marvel Civil War. Like, what a fucking dream. What a dream! Yeah. Like uh, I, it would be the most expensive thing ever made. As, but as much as I miss, yeah. But like, if you look at like good miniseries, like a Band of Brothers, that thing has probably made uh, probably yeah. like a hundred thousand dollars. It, oh, it's yes. aired. It's aired. Every, I know what you mean. It's aired every every stupid uh, veterans page armistice day. Mm-hmm. Uh, sell it all given to cons- dads for birthdays forever. You'll notice on Christmas. Uh, the Band of Brothers section comes out because if you don't know what to give your dad, and he's around fifty or sixty. Just give yeah. him Band of Brothers. He'll love I it. have done that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have done. I did it last year for Blu-ray. Everybody eventually gives their dad Band but of Brothers. Think, think about it. Uh, a ten-part Marvel miniseries, and you said HBO. Probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And and hear me out. Disney Channel. I knew you were going to say it, but yeah, it's nah. It would. If you remember the glory that was Walt Disney that used to air on there, like when all the kids went to bed, they'd show the old racist movies and Treasure Island and Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea and the racist cartoons. Yes. Uh, what if you did that? Like yeah, after ten o'clock, like fuck it, this is ours. I don't know. I think they could do it. Uh, Sorry, it'd be buddy. a lot of money. Yes, it would. But uh, obviously, a douche said. Uh, since somebody already said Deadpool, mm-hmm. I'll go with Batman Beyond. He really likes the darker take of it, and the neo-futuristic Gotham would look great. And it would probably be shot in 3D, like Avatar. Who's the guy who directed Dark City? I want him to do that. Oof. But he also directed... A bunch uh, of crap, right? iRobot, for one. Oh. Have you seen the trailers for The Raven? That looks like the worst (laughs) piece of shit. I was talking to Mike Grimm about that, and and remembering your um, comment about... 
most movies being fan fiction. Yes. Where the, the Muppets <laughs> is the Muppets is written by a fan of the Muppets who meets the Muppets and becomes famous with the Muppets. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and what were the other examples you had? One, the Avengers is too and, and well, I don't out. understand. But uh yeah. that I don't get. But it, um the fact that it's about Edgar Allan Poe <laughs> solving his own murders. Like it just oh, yeah. seems like the that biggest look awful. <laughs> and the trailers look so dumb. These were definitely based on my books. Yes, they were. Like, I, I, what is the, what's the timeline here? I just assumed Edgar Allan Poe was one of those people who died before he got famous. I'm probably yeah. Wrong. Well, they should also. I wonder if they're going to mention his child bride. I wonder if they're going to mention the uh, hotel for, on French Street where the the murderer is a fucking orangutan. Mm. That <laughs> that could be a big, be a great murder. That'd be a great uh, closer to it. Uh, oh, I'm gonna. Here's one more for you. Sundome, I really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, said Brian K. Vaughn's Runaways, filmed like it was The Goonies. Who's the director? <laughs> Alfonso Cuarón. Oh, nice. That'd, good that'd call. Be really good. What the fuck has that guy been doing? He's been working on this science fiction film that stars George Clooney, and it is supposed to come out this I don't, year. I don't know why, but you were saying it was just disdain. I really thought you were gonna follow uh, instead of Clooney, say Lopez. George Lopez. Yes. <laughs> I just oh, space. Buy your mom a Verizon phone, guys. It's Mother's Day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is what he said, though. I just saw that commercial. Uh, oh, here's another one. Uh, Fagatron said... That's uh, Pogo. I'd love to see a Marvel Zombies movie by the people, maybe by the people who did Zombieland. That's, I think, a fun kind of tone, like in Marvel Ooh. Zombies. Uh, well. Did you see uh, Mr. Uh, Swicky Park? M- Mrs. Swicky I was Park. about to read it's that one Diana. Too. Uh, Alfred yes. Hitchcock. What are they doing with what he, Alfred Hitchcock would do with Batman and Daredevil? Oh, or, yeah. Or any hero whom the cops think uh, may be a bad guy. But also one who can't fly, like who has like their feet to the ground, as they would say. And Anne chimed in. This is great, because uh, uh, I want to just plug this. Anne showed us an, me an anime I didn't actually hate. She would like to see, Anne would like to see a... Uh, Deadpool movie by the team behind Dead Leaves, which is on Netflix right yeah. now and utterly absurd. And well, it was the same uh, uh, lead animator from Furikuri, yeah. I believe. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, Dead Leaves is just in pure insanity. It, it, to, I'll check this out. You know Bill Plimpton when I say yes. like, it looks a lot like his animation? Really? Although, if he were to animate Milk and Cheese. Wow. All Dead right. Leaves is on... Uh, Netflix intent. So I will check this out. It is a fifty-minute movie. It's yeah, fifty minutes of complete and utter madness. Um, you might not feel good about it. Oh. No, you'll feel a little weird after um, watching. Ninja Squirrel. Speaking of anime, Ninja Squirrel says uh, the best I can come up with is, was if Studio Ghibli mm. made a Bone film. The series Bone guys. This is the, Bone. <laughs> no, Bone is like. It's. I know what bone is. All right, I'm, let me explain bone to the audience. Uh, bone is like if they did a Scrooge McDuck's or the Carl Barks's Ducks comics, mm-hmm. but as the Lord of the Rings. Like that's what it is. It's amazing mm. looking. Like when you look at it, you're like, why isn't this a cartoon? Mm. This is gorgeous. Why has has that really not been a cartoon ever? Here was the story I read that it was going to be a Nickelodeon cartoon. Mm-hmm. And he was given the guy was going to get like to have power over it, mm-hmm. but one of the things that Nickelodeon said was it's going to have licensed music in it. It will have a Britney Spears song. It will have this music. That's one of the things that has to happen. Let's say he fought and that. So he said that is not in my film. It will completely kill the tone. 
I'm not doing it. He owns Bone, so he had the right to take his I'm to take bold. his thing. Yeah. Uh, I on that note, I would also like to see Ralph Bakshi get a stab at a Cerberus movie. <laughs> I I've, heard, I've heard Ralph Bakshi is one of those people that everyone says, "Oh, you were the basis for Comic Book Guy." That's, really? That tells you what Ralph Bakshi looks and sounds like in person. Best director ever. Uh, I'm having trouble loading another page. Well, I do see Czilla, uh 760 says that he, I would love to see Ridley Scott direct a film adaptation of the Annihilation crossover storyline. Ooh, that would be really good. Would it? It makes me sad to think of how old Ridley Scott is getting. The Serpentine's Ears is Suicide Squad. and Suicide Squad is, is such a good comic. I... There was talk that they were going to make a Suicide Squad video game, but there hasn't been any word on it since. But, like, Suicide Squad is such a cool concept where it was Z-list super villains who were given... uh, They had this way before Battle Royale, Suicide Collars. Yeah. And they were forced by the government to fight other super villains, Mm -hmm. and they would die if they didn't do it. And, like, because they were disposable super villains, they could get killed on any mission. Like, and... There was a big turnover rate. It was a really interesting group. Uh, I, new poster Brego, uh, Brego Brigo says, I'd love to see an AMC series on Why the Last Man, another Brian K. Vaughn joint. Yeah, that, uh, why, that should go to series. Why the Last Man was one of the, like, optioned as a film, like, five oh, years yeah. ago, and nothing happened. It just, I, I was looking, I was looking over, uh, one, of, one of them is still on my nightstand, and, uh, like, I... I can find a location for almost everything in this because they're all, thinking about how you film stuff. There are no actors in it, mm-hmm. all females, all abandoned places, mm-hmm. and like it almost always. It is so fucking filmable as a TV show. It'd be really good. Oh, yeah. And I love the idea of a TV show with a finite end. Yeah, uh, that's fantastic. That's- hey, wait, my buddy Spicules commented. Uh, he, whom I talked about with the TV. I'd love right. to see my favorite manga, Blade of the Immortal. Uh, done by Madhouse, the studio uh, that did Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust and the Ninja Scroll animes. I'm surprised that hasn't happened. That does Blade seem... should be an anime. Like, I mean, that's just the natural progression, right? Mm-hmm. We should have a manga episode one of these days. But yep. not today. Not with me. And uh, I... This is not that day. Hey, get Michael on for that. What well, about you? Carolyn is a big fan as well. You don't read the manga? Not now. No? When I was 14, yeah. We all have memories. Well, that's when life was more important back then. Yeah. I think that's even, I'm seeing the second Usagi Ujimbo movie. Let me, uh, yeah, let's, just a couple more. Um, let's see. Brett Elson likes Carl Sagan, says, I want to see Zack Snyder direct a Watchmen movie. Keep dreaming. Oh, boy, boy, what a movie. I'd like to see Zack Snyder direct a before Watchmen movie. There you Oof. go. I'm going to modify your post. Throw the gnome. Funny. Throw the gnome says David Cronenberg's The Punisher. Wow, dude, that would yeah. be really good. That would be, wow, that would be really, really well. Good. It would be a, Dan- a David Cronenberg film with The Punisher in it. Can you say? Oh my god! And here's can, can you say the I second love Cronenberg? Can you say his second post? The yeah, this one I love is that this should happen. Like this guy does I seem like the perfect will Black not pronounce Panther his to name. me. Chiwetel Ejiofor, the operative from Serenity. The operative from Serenity, who is a super badass, star like everything is in. Star of Love, actually. Sorry to defeat that point. 
Uh, he, he was the best actor in Love Actually. Like he was really trying hard as as the man that married Kira Knightley, who shouldn't have yeah, because a different person should have ended up with her. Apparently, still like being the best t ball player. <laughs> anyway, he oh god, he would be so good as Black Panther, but it'll never happen because he's not a bankable movie star. Mm-hmm. It only. I mean, well, I guess Chris Hemsworth isn't, like, famous. Dr. Grimskulls is a good Hellblazer movie. Yeah, that got its chance. It's that'll never happen. Yeah. And then, uh, all right, let's see. One more. An Uncanny X-Force movie, which is crazy storyline, super violent. Edgar Wright would be awesome to that. Uh, Awesome for that. And who would, who, if you made a superhero movie, I'd find it kind of ridiculous that Jason Statham hasn't played a superhero even though he does in every movie yes. he never misses he okay. kicks everybody to death okay um, have you seen the trailer for the newest movie uh, that he's in no <coughs> they really just seem like they're giving him no character his character is I am the guy who was in the last Jason Statham film <laughs> I'm the same I'm the Jason Statham you've seen Remember in everything that? else I want to see Jason Statham as the kick puncher <laughs> the kick puncher because in this movie yes. he's the like his a girl is about to be kidnapped and he saves her and then just beats oh, up guys those man with a specific set of rules <laughs> don't uh, cross me or I'll punch you why'd you break up with me oh I'm too busy well this guy's gonna gonna be an abusive boyfriend that gives me the right to beat the shit out of him. I'm going to send him a memo straight to his ribs. Never miss. That's what annoyed me so much in Expendables. Because, like, it, you wanted, as an audience, like, you want Jason Statham to beat up that guy because he stole his girlfriend. Mm. But he'd be crazy. He'd be insane <laughs> if he did that and not as likable. So instead, they have to make up, oh, now this guy hit her. She has a she has a black eye. Ah, now Jason Statham can go fucking hog wild and beat the <laughs> shit out of this guy. Almost kill him. Like, show him that he could have stabbed him to death if he wanted, but didn't. Like, Can I give you one more uh, by okay. Joe? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Love that guy. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. I don't, Robert Zemeckis, I don't know of any. Robert yeah. Zemeckis has done fucking great things. Let's get that straight. Do not nobody. Fifteen years ago, nobody talks bad about Robert Zemeckis in my house. Fifteen years ago, no, no. Wait, okay, but what he's done is important. Years ago, 13. It's super important. Castaway was thirteen years ago, but after that was Castaway isn't even fucking good. It's, it's no. compared he was to around with technology. Beowulf. He was really ahead of the game technology wise. I don't know. He's just make Roger Rabbit too, Zemeckis. <laughs> Quit talking about. It. I know Disney fired you and shut down your animation division because his movies weren't. Good. Yeah, before uh, um, before John Carter, I believe his Mars Needs Mom. Pro- Mars, Mars Needs, needs Mom, based uh, on a Berkeley bred, which I can talk about on Cape Christ, a Berkeley bred story, uh, children's book. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the artist and writer behind Outland, Bloom County, Opus, all of those comics, which yeah. are officially gone, and those those are just brilliant comics, dude. Mm-hmm. I love those. Uh, I never even I didn't even know he had ended Outland the second time or Opus the second time. It's, re- it's really sad. You know yeah. what I, I would love to talk it about? It looked like he was going to kill him. Well, it was no. What's sad is the the state of newspaper comics. Mm-hmm. And every time I go back, I only go home for Christmas, and then like I That's I wake up. You read. Newspapers. I wake up too early. There's nothing in the house, and I open the newspaper. And I'm like, wizard. Ed, what the fuck? Why is this still here? <laughs> this doesn't have a like. I remember right it, next to Marmaduke before the Muppets hit big. Um, 
I posted this in Cartoon Christmas, my stupid cartoon site a while back. Uh, um, see if you want to Google it. Uh, Jim Henson, <laughs> before the Muppet Show got greenlit, did a Wizard of Id pilot. So you can see this pilot of this fucking awful comic strip with the voices of Jim Henson, Frank Oz, and the entire Muppet crew with those... You, oh, Wizard of Id, you will recognize them. It was created by the same guy It's the BC. I was just reading about For Better or For Worse was like the most tragic thing that like nobody noticed it went away. No, <laughs> that nobody, not but only she just stopped and nobody cared. Not only well, did, did, for no, better or for worse, it was. Uh, and not, not only worse. Did nobody uh, noticed it went away. I had to do some research on it because I was doing the Christmas special on Cartoon mm-hmm. Christmas, and that it was one of the few comics of any kind where the characters age in real time mm-hmm. and that decision was made and then she uh, aged them to the point like she aged far, them to the point where like, like yeah, dude the, they're just boring the, old the people. granddaughter is about to get married yeah uh, and so the people you originally were drawn into in the comics mm-hmm. are all gone especially that goddamn dog Farley is synonymous with better for her and uh, so so what she did was Fuck, it's, I, I think it's insane. She's like, uh, the, the comic was still syndicated, and then like she got this crazy divorce and like married this new dude, and like, I got a new life. Fuck this comic. Uh, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to reboot the timeline, and I'm going to take existing art for the first year of the strip, and I'm just going to rewrite the panels. Yep. So she's going to put new jokes in the uh, balloons. <laughs> and then she couldn't even do that. Yeah. Like She couldn't even keep up with that, and like eventually they just started rerunning comics wholesale, and then like, they canceled it. Like, what? Who makes the decision to cancel a comic? If only they could all be as good as Luann. Luann, I <laughs> Damn it. But it's, yeah, I remember reading for better or worse, like, I picked it up, mm-hmm. like, two weeks before it was, the finale happened, mm-hmm. and when I was reading it, I was like, this is weird. It's really this is, weird. It's, they, she's wrapping up stuff, this feels like the end, they're really ending this thing. I mean, this Ma- Michael, really to strange. me, was relatable as a kid, because he was a kid, mm-hmm. but then I guess he's like five years older than me, yep. and so he's, he's like a father, he's like a seven-year-old, and like, I don't, I, yeah, I don't recognize these people at all anymore. Uh, yeah, what's your least favorite comic strip, if I may ask? Uh, what's the worst one? Newspaper comic strip. Newspaper comic strip. We all know one. Mm, I'm going to go with Snuffy Smith. Snuffy here's, Smith? Here's why I don't... I like Snuffy Smith. All right, so for mine, I'm discounting any of the ones that aren't supposed to be funny, like Mary Worth or Bill Roper or whatever. So Snuffy Smith is supposed to be funny, mm-hmm. but it's... It's based in the 1920s. Like its <laughs> its concept hasn't changed since 1929. It was and big in Florida, but not in our paper. So, but like people drew it everywhere. And it's horrible. Like it's just the jokes aren't funny, and the uh, in the least. Mm-hmm. And it's the wor- like uh, it, the the it, the literal yeah. writing in it to me is gorgeous to look at like it takes me seven reads to figure out what he's saying well who's like, talking where the word balloon is going to and and then they just they're just jokes like hey ma like they're they're country bumpkins it's like hey ma I went to school and i brought a skunk what <laughs> that's like it's a two it's also like it's a two panel format which is just like set up gag like mm. no you can't live in the eh. See, I was the art's say, better than others. But. I was going to say High and Lois, maybe. Eh. Maybe a little Hagar the Horrible. Uh, yeah. But uh, Blondie, just <laughs> oh, for, for having the brazenness really to still be being called Blondie, mm-hmm. when I don't believe I've seen anybody but Dagwood and the mailman in there for 30 years. <laughs> no, and his boss who beats <laughs> him up. And Come his on. boss yeah. who beats him up. 
One of us had to say Family Circus, but huh. uh, only because it's no. no I have cheap some weird jokes about for that. No, I read cheap jokes about how parenthood's hard. When Bill Keen, well, every comic strip is cheap jokes. Mm-hmm. But when Bill Keen died, about how about being mom. I just I love well, the, being a mom. The Sunday Bill, Billy hard. line segments are like beautiful pieces of art. And always fun to look at. When Bill Keen died, Mm -hmm. I read his obituary in the Onion AV Club. And they talked about how he was actually, like, for many years, a good, like, a really good sport with people that Mm -hmm. made fun of his comics. Like, and he admitted in interviews himself, like, yeah, these aren't as good as they could be. Like, or these these go to a very traditional Mm -hmm. audience. But, like... He was at least trying to be entertaining. Like Marmaduke doesn't have jokes. Like, <laughs> well, okay, I did, okay, Marmaduke's um, worse. I mean, I already mentioned Marmaduke, so I didn't bring it up again. But yeah, Marmaduke's horrible. <laughs> did you? Marmaduke's just like. I guess I'm a Republican who can draw. I don't know. Have you seen his component in Parade or Life magazine uh, that comes in the Sunday paper? Howard Huge. No, the dog's big. Uh, well, have you read the ones of like Marmaduke explained? Like the website Marmaduke no. explained. The guy, someone takes the daily panel from Marmaduke Mm -hmm. where the joke is like, makes no sense. We're like, say, a bunch of girl dogs appear at the door to go on a date with Marmaduke. (laughs) (laughs) And and then the joke, and then she's like, he's not, and then the mom says, he's not allowed out today. And then, then underneath it is written, Marmaduke has a lot of girlfriends that wanted to be. And then another one where instead of explaining the joke, the dad's face was drawn horribly, and, and, <laughs> and the explanation was, this person doesn't know how to draw a man's face. I, my best impression of a Marmaduke comic is a 1950s father standing on the side with his with his hands on his waist saying, that's the last time I... Blah, 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 blah. And, that's the last time. Who's need... walking who here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, those are worse. Like, what a big fan of pickles, aren't you guys? Pickles, see, like you're talking like it. I no, hate I'm to not point this out to you, pickles. It's, it's... Uh, it, but these are like, uh, but you you mentioned a couple of what I do consider West Coast comics. Mm. <laughs> There's no you, feud. You don't know pickles. Well, I know what it is because, like, I I collected com- like comic strips. Get, I would have yeah. my grandparents and family members collect me their well, strips because I didn't, I couldn't have them. Well, for me, and send them to me. For me, it was a magical time to go to the bookstore or to like go to the mall with my mom. We go to the bookstore straight to the humor section to look to see if there was a new collection of Garfield or awesome. or Calvin and Hobbes Gar- or whatever. Like Garfield gets fat. <laughs> Garfield keeping it going. Choose the. Fat. I, just, I was trying to make a joke, but that was an actual was, title. I'm yeah. positive. You can't. You can't out mediocre Jim Davis. <laughs> I mean, people make fun of Kathy, but at least it had like it was. It was actually kind of like edgy at one point. It has really, some subversity to it. Yeah, there's some subversiveness to it. it. I mean, to say a comic strip gets in a rut is mm-hmm. every comic strip because it's, not a point. it's every goddamn it's day. The point. Yeah. You can't stop. And the exact same panel. The exact same panel. like same. Like oh, I, but I, Get Fuzzy's good. How about that? No, yeah, yeah. I don't like the art at all, but it's funny. Now, Get get Fuzzy is funny. I actually, I like that the, uh, the little cat guy turned into, like, very quickly turned into a big Republican or conservative <laughs> and would just 
talk crazy things. I also... Uh, why does a dog always look like he's on fire? Is <laughs> it? Oh, yeah. Talk about getting into a rut. BC. BC. <laughs> the only jokes you have are about how wheels are made of stone. <laughs> like, well, no. I, I'm in the Stone Age, and even I wouldn't vote Democrat. Like, that's, well, then that's... there's also that very... De- there's jokes about that one very diesel woman being, like, ugly. <laughs> and then... Diesel woman? Diesel, as in, you know, like a truck driver lady, like a very butch I diesel. See. It's, it's a term. I see. Uh, Maybe not on the East Coast. And then uh, there's also, all, but also in BC, every Easter he would do a hyper, it would freak mm. me out. I was like, this is a very religious comic here for this yeah. one of mm. uh, <laughs> one episode. Did, did you see that super controversial comic? It's awesome the way he tries to defend it. It's that was right the one after, where the menorah? No, right took, after oh. 9-11. Um, when he walks, like, silence. That whatever the fuck. The, I've been reading that shit for 30 years. Do not know these characters' names. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad fucking I comics know. get to be. Uh, walk, silently walks into an outhouse with a moon and a star on it. Mm. The Muslim symbol. Ooh. And then there's it's nighttime and there's the same symbol is in the sky. And he walks into the outhouse, Muslim outhouse, and he mm. says, Something stinks in here. Whoa. End of comic. So there's no setup, no punchline. Just it's like what? No, that, that's not what I meant. Like there's, dude, there is nothing there's else in this. No joke. So a guy walked into a bathroom and said something stinks here. That's what happened. Somebody yeah. walked into a prehistoric outhouse and said something uh, stinks in here. I can't believe how many of these. Either way, you should be fired. <laughs> jump start. I, jump start. I have liked jump start. It's the African American. Uh, yeah. Strip that's not it's not quite Curtis, but I think it's better actually. <laughs> yeah, Curtis is the one with the kid with a green backwards hat. Right? Yeah, that's the Curtis. the like the kid who just almost made it in the Fat Albert's gang, <laughs> and still dresses exactly uh, like I that. Don't know. I don't and know. then there's Luann. I I think uh, I, as a soap opera teen comic, Luann isn't a bad one. I oh, and Foxtrot. Foxtrot's one of my favorites because that guy. Foxtrot is funny. When you read one of my favorite things is when you read Foxtrot, you realize like, oh, you're an actual gamer. Like you play yeah. games and you know you like when they're holding a real N64 controller in 1997. Yeah. You're like you actually play games, or at the very least observe your kids. Like the comic hasn't changed oh, at man. all, but the things they reference. Why? 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 I just I'm looking at Overboard. <laughs> Overboard. What the fuck? PC and Pixel. I forgot about that one too. I uh, just just googling. Go do yourself a favor. Pearls before swine. That one too. That's okay. Yeah. Are, well, I always, West new new or West Coast comic uh, comic strips. Some of these are new. Google Wizard of Id. There yeah. is yeah. N- there is not a fan site. There is not a website. That thing doesn't <laughs> exist. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes it in the fucking world, <laughs> and it's running thousands of papers. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, uh, Every day, like, it'd be harder. You to find me a Wizard of Id fan. And, Seriously, uh, nobody's I've always tracked everything I've just like said. Hagar the Horrible has more. Nobody's fans. a fan of that. I've been dying to find. I think he shared like a Christmas special with a Dagwood and Blondie, and like it only ran once. You know, I'm obsessed. There would sooner be a BC convention than anyone, <laughs> anyone <laughs> would even know what. Uh, Wizard, I'm trying to think any other Bloom like County. horrible ones. <laughs> yeah, there was. It's not horrible. Dude, some Barry, people say I Sally Forth because the no, art Dune's sucks. No, the Sally Forth art does suck. But the, the, the but writing funny. is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's funny. really good. Man, I, I didn't know anyone so much about comics. Also, there was uh, Prince Valiant. 
Prince Valley. Yeah, just Mount hangs Sepulter, out in the uh, corner. Oh, and... there's a team of Indians. What do you think they're doing? We'll never know unless we follow them. <laughs> Tune in next week. Yeah. Boo. I liked uh, Shylock Fox. Oh, yeah. well, it's Slylock, so oh, easy on the whoops. slurs there, buddy. I, easy I, on the slurs. Uh, I, I love that shrimp. <laughs> love it. Yeah, and I, I do, and I only want to mention oh, every April Fool's Day where they all draw one another strips. Those are the best. And I, I have love a, those. I meant I to make sure, make it a point to look at that this year. No, I forgot. If oh, it was I like, past, I liked the early rhymes with orange, uh, but later on, I'm telling you, none of these comics were in my strips. No, then I, no, I definitely heard of them. Like that's I, I keep trying not to say West Coast comics, but no, it's uh, true. There are West Coast like West Coast newspapers syndicate different stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. I I would go to Canada to see my grandparents and be like, what, what's what's, yo, eh? <laughs> I, what what is this? You rightly never saw Snuff, Snuffy Smith. No, I never saw uh, it. But how could I? The only way we saw these was through our newspaper. Actually, yeah. Until oh, they all went online. Here's the, but. I thought differently. There is actually one absolute way worst comic strip I ever read. What's that? It was... Okay, so we all know Garfield mm-hmm. has sucked for since 1990. You say U.S. Acres? No. Oh. The, so, Jim Davis, the Jim Davis Corporation of Artists. Pause. Pause Incorporated. Pause Incorporated. Mm-hmm. They started a new strip based on... Recently? The, no, this was about a decade ago, mm-hmm. but based on the then... Normal? Resur- resurging in popularity of Mr. Potato Head. Oh, they did it not. It was a Mr. Really? Potato Head comic strip do- drawn wow. in the Garfield style Ugh. with... The absolute, like, most, like, blandest, obvious, like, 1950s-style family jokes, like, about families, like, dad doesn't like to have the, dad turns the thermostat way too low. You should put on a sweater. Like, it was... (laughs) Mom, you're not supposed to drink dad's scotch. <laughs> it was so. It was so bad. That <laughs> lock this was, your nose off. This is how. This is how bad it was in our local comics like strip. <laughs> so, this happened probably. I feel like this happened in every newspaper. Uh, that Dilbert got moved to the business section. Yes, and it definitely happened it's, in our paper. And, oh, I still like Dilbert. So when Dilbert, well, I wish Scott Adams sometimes. didn't say things sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree. Dilbert got moved, so there was a new spot. So they put in Mr. Potato Head, and it got such a negative reaction, like wow. so much hate. People hated it so much, they actually wrote letters to the newspaper. They're wow. like, okay, fine, it's gone. We're going to be holding tryouts for the next like month of like a week of this comic, a week of this comic. Pearls Before Swine won. Just kidding, it's Peanuts. Though I couldn't believe that they put uh, they put Boondocks in there for one week, and it was a very conservative suburban paper. Oh, yeah, really? So good. We had Boondocks. I, I don't start. Never. I, I went out. I saw it in some paper somewhere. Because seriously, I made sure to read every comic section, and I bought all the collections. Mm. It's never been in a... In, my hometown paper. We're trying now. Well, Boondocks is good, but based like all these sure. other ones, we're trying so hard to defend. The point is, just go on the internet, read XKCD and other good web comics, and you don't need to look at a newspaper ever, well, unless I, you really want to see old peanuts, and that be the highlight of your morning. Well, gee, we had I had a whole other question planned, but this this discussion, I think we can save that one for next week. Sure. This discussion right. about comic strips was pretty fun. So. What's your what's in your opinion the worst comic strip you've ever our, read? Was that our question? That was your question. Well, 
it, that's what we it talked became. for so long. Oh, wow, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it was good. We had a great discussion. Yeah, what's it. your least favorite comic strip? We what's gotta your least favorite some. comic yeah. strip? Don't yeah. name any more. Yeah. <laughs> I, even though I really want to talk about the Lockhorns, because they're always locking horns. They're not the that Lockhorns. awful. Oh, no. The Lockhorns are... You no, are... Just, the amount we're defending some of these is a little Quit. too much. Like, Family Circus isn't that bad. Quit looking Please, at Please, let's go look at them and decide. Like, I yes. just like the Billy Wandering strips. I think they're great. And yes, I'd like something about the stupid fucking Not Me ghost. Forgive not me. me. But what about when Grandpa, like... Oh, my bad, Grandpa. <laughs> Did Grandpa turn the knob? Gee, I don't know. I cut to heaven. I turned that knob for him. Everything's going great for Billy. Uh, and now Bill Keen is watching down on all of us from heaven. Wow, this Mr. Potato Head comic apparently lasted for such a short time. I'm finding it very hard to find information on it using very specific search terms. I swear to God, it existed. Mm. Uh, so, oh, no, I can see that it exists. I saw one picture of it. <laughs> no, I know you're, it existed. Uh, we should close uh, out. All right, guys. Well, thank you again for listening. So comment in the forums. It's uh, lasertimepodcast.com. Comment on the, on the article where we'll comment post uh, related too. comics where you can help us uh, support Laser Time, or, uh, Cape Crisis and Laser Time by buying those comics through mm-hmm. those links. Uh, you can comment there. You can... Uh, answer the question of the week in the Laser Time forums. That's right. Yes. And please do all your Amazon shopping through us. I'm getting a little tired of seeing all these comedy podcasts saying they're sponsored by Amazon. They're not. They're doing the same thing we are. Fucking but, assholes. And they're they're hosted by mega celebrities. Yeah, let me tell you. The Hollywood big bucks. Who do you want to kick some shekels to? Chris Hardwick, head of his own empire, the guy who uh, might not have a job in a week. Come on. Come on. Oh, that's, Come on. that's not true. Come on. All right. Well, anyway, we'll see you next week in our big Avengers Week podcast. See you then. The following has been a Laser Time production. Find out more, go to batmanthepodcast.com.